You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Like Connor, like he knows that look. So does Joseph, right? My students in youth, they know the look, that mom look where you know you better behave, right? So today is a special day for me, not only because it's Mother's Day, but it's also my son JJ's 30th birthday. So happy birthday, JJ. I, I'm not older. I don't know what's going on with him. He's, he's getting older. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms who are here today. Mother's Day can be a happy day for many, and it can also be a sad day. Some of you, your moms have passed away and are no longer here with you. Some of you have maybe lost a child, and today can be hard for you. And some of you have maybe been longing to become a mom, and maybe this hasn't happened in your life yet. And some here today, maybe you never had a relationship with your mom. And so Mother's Day can be kind of bittersweet. As I started, first of all, my husband asked me, we do a year of calendar planning, and he asked me a long time ago, can you preach on Mother's Day? I'm like, sure. I don't even think I prayed about it, which is wrong. Don't do that. And then I realized coming closer that I had my spring concert at the high school this week, which is super big deal for me. It's a lot of work. And so like two days ago, I was like, why did you but, um, you know, I, I believe I'm being obedient to the Lord, so I pray that he speaks through me to you, speaks through me to you today. So as I started putting this message together, my prayer was that it would be an encouraging word for every mom here today from every walk of life. No matter where you are today, I believe there can be some truth in this message you can take home. Now, this doesn't mean that the men can fall asleep. And I have a big LOL there. Laugh out loud. Pay attention, men. No sleeping. Yeah, right? <laughs> Most of you know I teach youth. Well, really, I oversee it. We have great youth leaders that teach your students every week. But occasionally when I do speak to the youth, I always ask them to look at me when I'm talking. And the student leaders know this. I'll say, look at me. Because I feel like it helps them listen it helps me know they're listening, and it helps them be respectful. So if I look at you and say, look at me, it's a habit. And if I tell you to stop talking, I'm sorry. I'm with youth all the time. And if I tell you to put your phone away, again, I apologize. I'm a youth leader. Yes, thank you. Connor, I, I asked Connor to sit in the front and be my little cheerleading squad there. So that's where he's, where he's at. Thank you, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Connor. So before I start, I'm going to pray over the service. So if you'll bow your head and join me in prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for today, God. Father, I thank you for all the moms and grandmas here today. I just pray a special blessing on them. Lord, I pray that you would use me this morning, God. That you would speak your words through me, Father. And that you would be pleased, Lord. God, I pray for your presence to be so strong in this place. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak through me. Let me hear your voice loud. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. So look at your mom or a mom and say, you rock. You rock. Thank you. God is good. So the title of my message today is called Moms Rock. I had a 10-page research paper due at the same time I was putting this message together, so I did a lot of research in the Bible and outside. And, boy, a lot of information. But in all the articles that I researched, I noticed that they all had one thing in common. All of them talked about the importance of a mom being present in the life of a child. Eric Comiskar, a parent coach, wrote a book titled, titled Being There. She makes the case that a mother's emotional and physical presence in a child's life have monumental impact. Now listen to this. On the child's ability to grow up emotionally healthy, happy, secure, and resilient. To be fully present means having your focus and your attention, your thoughts and feelings all fixed on the task at hand. In other words, the child needs to know he or she has your full attention. Rather, it's an encouraging moment, a listening moment, or even a discipline moment. Your full attention is needed. The argument that some had was, can a mom work and still be present in the life of her child? And absolutely, yes, they can. Some moms have to work. The thing is, you can be a stay-at-home mom and be absent from your child's life. The key is making time for your child and being fully present in their lives. And let me just say, I by no means have done this perfectly. Uh, parenting did not come with a manual. Well, it did. But, you know, a lot of things were trial and error. We learn as we go. But my prayer is what I'm sharing with you today. Um, if you are a young mom, that it will help you, that it will encourage you and speak to you on some of the things that maybe can help you in your mothering years. I work in the schools and I have seen many students whom I can tell that their moms are very absent in their lives. They are longing for acceptance and will do anything to get it, good or bad. You know, negative attention is still attention, right? And as I got to that place in the message, I kind of paused and then all of a sudden this little voice or light bulb went on in my head and I thought, isn't that how we are if God is not present in our lives? We are insecure, unhappy, emotionally unstable, unable to recover from difficult situations. See, doing life outside of God will give us these results. But God doesn't want us to live life like this. Which brings me to my point number one, or point number one. He wants to be present in our lives. Can I, t I and I'm going to apologize ahead of time because I get a little excited when I talk about Jesus. I'm sorry. He's just been so good to me. Has he been good to you? Amen. He's changed my life. I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for Jesus coming into my life. And I'm thankful for that. But can I tell you something? Sometimes we get complaints and I mean there's a lot of good things said. But we get complaints. Oh, the music's too long. 
Well, the preaching's too long. Can I tell you something? And I love you. It's not about you. It's about him. See, it's in his presence that our lives are changed. And I have another little secret for you. Get used to it. We're going to be in his presence forever if we place our trust in him. This is practice. And we don't know. First song, second song, third song, we don't know when that person is going to say yes to Jesus. We don't want to rush that. And I get it. You know, we're hungry. We want to eat. But in his presence, our lives are changed. It is important emotionally and physically for a child to have a present mom. If it is important emotionally and physically for a child to have a present mom, how much more for us to have a God present in our lives? He wants us to take the time to focus on him, to give him all the attention. Now, I have a, an NASV Bible. It's brand new, and I love it. I'm getting used to it, but my scriptures are from the NLT, so I'm... They're from the Bible, but I'm reading them off on my computer. NLT. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. See, sometimes as a Christian, we want the peace, but we don't want the presence. It's in his presence we experience peace. Psalm 61.11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy. In your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. It's in his presence we experience joy. It's in his presence we experience peace. This is how we can rock as moms. By making sure we are spending time with him and giving him our full attention. God wants your full attention. And there's no condemnation in this. What I'm going to say, Pastor Jamie asked us to do 21 minutes. In his presence. And I've asked a few people, no condemnation. Are you doing that? Yeah, I'm, I'm just too busy. But yet, that is where our peace and our joy come from. See, we're living life on our own. In our own strength if we're not in his presence. We can only rock as moms if our focus is on the solid rock, which is Christ Jesus. Psalm 62, 6 says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will not be shaken. Let me tell you something. If you're raising teenagers, your world's going to be shaken. No offense, guys. I love you. I love you. Our worlds are going to be shaken. But he is the one that keeps us emotionally stable. He is the one that causes me to be secure. He is the one that keeps my world from shaking. And we need him in all the stages of mothering and in all the stages of life. We cannot live life without him. A mother's love shapes us as individuals. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have grown up. We have grown up without experiencing that love. Maybe your mom wasn't present in your life growing up. This happens. I see it every day in the schools. 
And this is when we need to ask God to look deep within us and search areas in our lives where we have been affected by our relationships with our mom. See, it's very hard to be the mom to your children that you need to be if you still have past hurts from your relationship with your mom. Sometimes we need to look deep within and forgive ourselves for mistakes we feel we have made as a parent. I have visited this at different times. You know, we're, we're, we're just guilty. I should have done this. I should have done that. Maybe they would have behaved if I would have done this. And God does not want us to carry guilt or shame. He doesn't want us to have bitterness and unforgiveness in our lives towards others and ourselves. Because this is the deal, guys. And again, I love you. We have, and they're going to send me back over there. I know it. I'm sorry. We have churches full of bitter people because you know what they do? They get mad and they leave. You said the wrong thing to me. I'm mad. I'm leaving. Instead of forgiving one another. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowances for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. This says, make room for it. Because somebody in your life is going to hurt you. They're going to mess up. Make room for it. And forgive anyone who offends you. Anyone who offends you. God forgives us for everything. He doesn't stand up there and say, oh my goodness. You did this. And that's okay, I forgive you, but this I can't, I just can't forgive it. He forgives everything, and the cross is all about his forgiveness. And as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you can't grow with unforgiveness in your life. You won't grow. You'll stay stuck. And I'm telling you, I love you, but you will stay stuck because that's who Jesus is. He's about, he's all about forgiveness. In order for us to move forward, we need to forgive ourselves or our moms and allow God to heal those damaged emotions. And you would say, how do I do this, Shauna? I don't, I, don't I don't really know how to forgive. If you're here today and you don't know how, well, first you ask God to show you the areas you've been hurt, where your, maybe your mom has hurt you or where somebody else has hurt you. And then you ask God, Lord, please visit these damaged emotions in my life. And then you say, God, I choose to forgive so-and-so for making me feel this way. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you heal my damaged emotions. Which takes me to point number two. We need to let go and let God. We've got to let it go. And we've got to let God. See, it's in his presence where we experience peace and joy. And it's in his presence and in that relationship that he moves us into a place where we can let go and let God. Mom, there is nothing more. And look at me, because I told you I'd say it. There is nothing more important than modeling forgiveness for your child. There's nothing more important. Things happen daily that try to cause embitterment in our lives. Why? Because unforgiveness can change the course of your life. Did you know that? Proverbs 4.23 says, 
Above all else, guard your heart. Why? Why? Because everything flows from it. Everything, every choice you make, every decision you make, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, it will chase, change the course, and it can change the course of your life. I can remember when our oldest son was in a situation where he was hurt really bad. And you know as a mom, when your kids are hurting, it, it kills you. And on top of that, he was many, many, many miles away. And some of you have heard his story. He shared it. It's my son, Jake. And I heard his, I, I, I could hear in his voice how scared he was. He was so scared, and he was shaking and shivering over the phone. And I remember, I need to get to him, but I can't. I've got I've to drive. I've got to get in the car. I've got to get to him. I paused and just kind of took a step back. And when I, when I found out he was safe and I said to him, I need to know you're safe. Let me talk to the director. I need to know you're safe. He said, yes, mom, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm okay. I said, okay, I'll be there as soon as I can. I hung up the phone. And as I hung up the phone, I heard a voice say so clear to me, Shauna. And I know that voice. It was his voice. If you don't forgive this guy that you don't even know that hurt your son right now, it will change the course of your life forever. See, I don't believe I'd be up here if I had not chose to forgive and I had chose to harbor unforgiveness and bitterness. And I knew that moment I had to make the choice to forgive. See, if you wait till you feel like forgiving, you won't do it. Because you're never going to feel like it. You know? And we throw forgiveness around like, oh, I can forgive, I can forgive. If somebody hurts your kids, it's hard. Mama Bear comes out. And we all know her. But we set ourselves up when we think that we're not going to be hurt. We're not going to have situations where we have to forgive. Because Jesus himself, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, he was ushered in on a donkey and people were just praising him. And the same people crucified him. Just a few days later. So we set ourselves up to believe that we're not going to be hurt. That things aren't going to happen in our lives. And I always wait till 1159. Let me tell you, I haven't arrived to forgive. 11.59, because the Bible says, you know, don't let bitterness, don't go to bed mad, forgive. And I wait till 11.59, midnight. Now, I know you don't do that, but that's what I do. See, walking in forgiveness is freedom, guys, it's freedom. If you're walking in bitterness and unforgiveness, you are entangled to it. It owns you. It has a hold on you. You try to move forward, and it's like a rope bringing you back. You won't be able to get past it till you let go and you let God. We can be moms that rock if we are free. Another article I read that stuck out to me um, was about a professor who did an experiment trying to explain the importance of love and comfort. He created two monkeys who represented a mom. One had a little bottle attached to it, and the other one had a soft, comfy blanket. 
he had a live baby monkey that was very hungry, and he got in a lot of trouble, like, for starving the monkey, so, but that's another story, okay? And he let the monkey go into the cage with these two fake monkeys. Well, guess what this little baby monkey did? First, he went to the bottle, and he drank for about a minute. And then he ran over to the comfy monkey, and he stayed there for 17 hours and did not move. The experiment proved that the baby monkey wanted love and comfort more than he even wanted to eat. This was a creature created by God. A creature created. We don't come from monkeys. God created the monkeys. I hear that in school a lot. I had to just clarify that. He's the creator of the monkeys. This creature longed for love and comfort, even more than food, and he was hungry. See, our children, they long for this love and comfort as well. By their moms. They would rather be comforted and loved than eat. How much more do we long for God to love us and comfort us in our lives. And the other thing about it is, is that if we're looking for comfort in other places, it's not going to satisfy. Only God can satisfy that love and comfort that we need in our lives. Which takes me to point number three. We were created to be loved and comforted by God. See, not only are we created to be comforted by God, but also we're created to be a comfort to others. See, we were never created to live life all about ourselves. I know we live in a world that teaches that. It's all about me. It's an iPad, iMac, iPhone, I, 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 I. But we cannot give if we have nothing to give. And if we're not in, in the presence of God, allowing him to fill us, if we're not letting go and letting God and, and being able to grow, grow as a believer in Christ, and if we're not allowing him to love and comfort us, we have nothing to give. 2 Corinthians 1.4 says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. See, we have troubles, guys. We have troubles in life. God never said we wouldn't. In fact, he tells us we will. But he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you every step of the way. We can't be the source of comfort to our kids if we are not getting our comfort from God. We cannot pour love into our children if we are not allowing God to love on us. And if we are doing it in our own strength, let me tell you what happens. When our kids are doing great, we pat ourselves on the back and we say, wow, look at little Johnny. Isn't he cute? He behaves so well. Or look at, look at Steve. Made the honor roll. Wow. He's smart. And there's nothing wrong with bragging on your kids. I'm not saying that. But we want the credit for how well they're doing. We want the pat on the back because they're successful. 
And if our kids are doing bad, guess what we do? We beat ourselves up. Oh, I'm such a horrible parent. Man, I messed up. But the problem is it's not about you. It's about God working through you to be the person that he's called you to be, to be the parent, to be the mom, to be the father that he's called you to be. There are really good parents out there that have kids that have just said, I don't, I'm not going to serve God. And there are horrible parents that have just walked away from their kids. God loves them. But their kids are on the front row in our youth group. Parents don't even come to church. So I have to say, it's not about us. It's about him. And them recognizing that they need him in, his li- him in their lives. And that's what we have the opportunity in the back to do. We have the opportunity in the back with the youth to continually pour into them. That they can't live life without God. They can't make it in this world without him being the source of everything they need in their life. Because they'll look other places. They'll look in relationships. They'll look in drugs, alcohol, tons of places for that love and comfort. And it's, it's not going to satisfy them or us. 1 Samuel 18, 14 says, And everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. See, you can have the best job in the world, and that's awesome. You can make a lot of money. That's fantastic. All that's good. But if you don't have the Lord, it's not success. See, the Lord was with him, and he was successful. Because we recognize it's not us, it's him. It's not me, it's him. He has blessed me. He has given me the ability to get this degree. He has given me the ability to to own this business. He's given me the ability. He has given me the ability. He is my success in life. Outside of that, it's nothing because this is the deal. And I tell the kids this all the time. God is the giver of your breath and he's the taker of your breath. He decides when we live and when we die. So use your breath wisely. Praise him. Give him glory. He's worthy of that. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, never, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. See, this kind of love, we cannot produce on our own. And our kids will disappoint us. They'll let us down. They'll hurt us. Our kids. I mean, there may be some parents in here that you have some unforgiveness towards your kids. Forgive them. Let it go. Let God, the most powerful times in our life was when I could sit down with my kids and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Or vice versa, they would tell us, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Or I would give them that look, you better, you better. (laughs) See, we will look to other things. To love and comfort us if we don't look to God first. And again, I say, nothing outside of Christ will satisfy us. God wants to be present in our lives so we can be present in our kids' lives. He wants us to let go and let God. 
and allow him to move in our hearts and help us walk in forgiveness. And he wants to be the source of all love and comfort in our lives. See, moms, we need this kind of love to be moms that rock. Will you please bow your heads with me? I always want to give everybody an opportunity to place their trust in Jesus. In other words, say, I, I believe in, in this Jesus. I want to know this Jesus that you were talking about because I, I've been living life on my own. I've been doing everything on my own, and I'm tired. So if you're here today with every, every head bowed, and this is the thing, um, I'm not going to embarrass you. The only person that needs to know about this is God. I'm just a witness, and I'm going to pray with you today. I'm not going to make you do anything that's going to embarrass you. I wouldn't do that. But if you're here today and you have never put your trust in Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that with every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want anybody looking around. This is between you and God, you and God only. And this is the most important decision you could ever make in your life. If you're here today and you say, I want to put my trust in Jesus today, I just, I'm just going to ask you to slip your hand up real quick so I can see it. Just real quick. This is between you and God. I see that hand in the back. Amen. Anybody else? You've never put your trust in Jesus and you're saying, I, I, need, I need peace. I need, I need joy in my life. And this God you're talking about, he, he has that. And I want that in my life. See that hand? Amen. And if you're here, you're a mom here today, and this message spoke to areas in your heart, I want you to know that God is a God of second, third, fourth, fifth chances. He goes on and on. Don't leave here today without experiencing the forgiveness he wants to pour into your life today for yourself and for others. Don't leave here without experiencing the love and comfort that he wants to pour into your life. And if that's you here today and you say, yeah, I need this. I need this in my life. Would you just lift your hand up so I can see it real quick? This is just between you and God. Yes, I see that hand. Amen. God sees that hand. You would say, I've looked, Sean, I've looked for love and comfort in all the wrong places, and it's left me empty. I don't want to live life like that anymore. If that's you today, I just want you to slip your hand up. I'm just, I'm just going to pray for you. I see that hand in the back. God bless you, brother. See that hand. I'd like everybody to keep your heads bowed and just pray this prayer with me. I'd like everybody to say it so those that are maybe saying it for the first time feel comfortable. Say this together. Dear Jesus, I have lived life on my own. And today I confess that I need you in my life. I believe you died on the cross for all my sins. And rose again on the third day. Today I receive your forgiveness. And I thank you for your unconditional love. That will hold me together no, what, no matter what stage. I am in life. Help me realize the importance 
of spending time in your presence. Teach me how to let go and forgive quickly. And continually fill me with your love and comfort. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Nine months, so uncomfortable with a baby bump. You stayed strong so I could take a breath. You sacrificed your younger life so I could learn. You paid a price of giving up your dreams so I could make my own. Hey mama, I love you. Hey mama, I need you. I wanted you to know, so I wrote this song for you. You carried me for 18 years, standing by my side while I faced my fears. There hasn't been one day that I ever felt alone. My college day, you dropped me off. I watched you drive away as I grabbed my bags. I felt so strong and brave because of you. Hey, mama, I love you. Hey, mama, I love you. I wanted you to know, so I wrote this song. Yeah, I wrote this song for you. It's been 30 years. They've gone so fast. We have many more. So let's make them last. I look forward to every day I get to spend with you. And I fear the day I see you leave. I'll stay strong what I promise you and I'll raise my kids and pray that just like you hey mama I love you hey mama I love you I wanted you to know so I wrote this song for you So 30 years ago today, God gave him life so he could write a song for his mom so that he could minister here. Every mom in here, you need to know that you are super special. You're super special to the, to the Lord and you're super special to your family and society. And every person in here, you're not a mom, you're special. And God has an amazing plan for your life. Amazing, way beyond your comprehension. And all of those babies that we dedicated today and some of the ones that we haven't dedicated yet, they're super special. Thank you. 
you say happy birthday to JJ Reef right now? Yeah, why don't you? This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.